Hello and welcome to another edition of the Topcast podcast, the one you've all been waiting for, the one you all can't wait to listen to, to relive the fucking nightmare that was Villa Park. Um, so to lament one of the heaviest defeats we've probably ever seen any Liverpool team take, I've got Dave Karn in Brazil. Dave, are you over it yet? These things happen, Dave, I think. That's that. Yeah, well, I think as we'll come on to discuss, these things are starting to happen more, more and more frequently across a variety of different different leagues and competitions. Well, but, so but, but, but there was there was there was maybe a hint that we 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 you know we were a bit ropey, but seven two ropey. I'm not so sure. Yeah, well, we'll have a look. We'll have a look at it. I wouldn't say forensically because I don't know if I can do that again, but we'll certainly have a bit of a chat around it. I've also got Neil Patterson in Berlin, Chief. How are you, mate? Yeah, just about. Um around to seeing it philosophically as well so <laughs> not too bad but uh, fuck me wasn't wasn't pleasant that was fucking grim wasn't it so i think we've we've you know i think it's thursday you'll be listening to this so we've, we've taken time to reflect we've taken time to try and strip as much emotion out of it as possible and i think just to get everybody riled up again chief let's start in the goalkeeper like it's not the best start to the game um it's a couple of minutes in and you're sitting there and you've heard the rumours that Allison's going to be out and then you hear shortly afterwards he's going to be out for like maybe six weeks and then you know Adrian's a goal and you're having fucking Atletico Madrid flashbacks and Chelsea and the FA Cup flashbacks and you're going ah fuck and then Robbo gives him a back pass and okay he gets it under control and you're going alright that's okay that's fine and then he just, just decides that he's good enough to slide a, a 10 yard pass to Trent with his left foot but the thing is He's not. I'm going to go 1 0 down. And then everybody's fucking head goes. Um, and we'll talk about everybody else's head going shortly. But the keeper, you know, there's two problems here, Chief. The problem is Adrian looks like he's been manulated or he's been cariest or, you know, he's been tabied or whatever, <laughs> you know, previous incarnation of this sort of catastrophic goalkeeper form you care to reference and also the fact that our dead good goalkeeper who's probably the best goalkeeper in the world seems to be getting more injuries than any goalkeeper has ever got in the past apart from maybe Chris Kirkland yeah I mean uh, <clears throat> we start with start with Adrian I suppose yeah it's exactly what you what what you don't need. It's exactly what everybody doesn't need um, to 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 do something like that in the first few minutes of a game where, as you say, fans are having flashbacks of of the of the Atletico Madrid performance and the the mistake against Chelsea and the the various mistakes which began to get more and more prevalent in this game and more and more costly as the season wore on last year. And if fans are, then players are too. And Adrian must have been as well. And within within four minutes, it's a catastrophic error. Um, so moving on with that, it, it's it, it's very very difficult now. How he comes back from that? How does the team come back from that with him? It looks like he's going to be starting the next kind of what six six games maybe maybe more uh, in all competitions 
and it looks it looks like it's at the stage now where everybody's expecting a mistake from him every time he comes on the pitch, at least one. I mean, he does have he does have uh, good moments in the game. He does make a couple of good saves. Uh, he does have a couple of other very dodgy moments, which have been highlighted. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. The saves that you make don't really matter when when you ship seven, like do they? They're kind no, of irrelevant. Of, of of course not. Of course not. Then he can't be held solely to blame for shipping seven. But I would want you know I wouldn't want to completely say that he, that he did nothing in the game. But the thing for me is that it's it's the I think it's a lack of confidence. I think it's a lack of confidence that permeates the team through the back four. Um, with with having Adrian uh, there, it seemed evident anyway. It seemed like it seemed like everything. Can I ask you? Can I ask you this, Chief? It seemed to me. See that pass he played. I, I, this is this is something I looked at probably far longer than I should have. But the pass he tries to play with his left foot. I don't really think that that's a pass that he should be making, and I think he probably knows that that's a pass that he shouldn't be making. But is he, is there a chance that he's nearly trying to make that pass to manufacture confidence in himself? If you see what I'm saying. Yeah, there is. I mean, you never really know what's going or people's motives, should I say, for, for doing anything. Um, I always have a little feeling with Adrian, and it's only it's it's only my feeling, so it might be very unfair on him. But I always have the feeling that he has a little bit about him where he thinks more of himself, more of his capabilities than 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 are actually there in in reality. And you know, he, he almost gets a little carried away, and 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 wants to be able to do these things. In a certain way, like I would say to him, don't try and be Allison. You're you're not Allison. Play how you play, and you know if there's a couple of things like starting position or whatever which you have to work on a bit, then then fair enough. Try and work on those, but don't try and don't try and do the things that Allison does. Don't try and you know emulate him. And I always think there's a little bit of that about the way that he plays, a little bit of overconfidence, but it could be. Could be, you know, him trying to manufacture confidence by by trying the difficult things. But having taken the ball down and dealing dealt, dealt with it um, admirably from what was a pretty um, risky back pass to him in the first place, um, he he's completely shot us in the foot there, um, and we never stop limping through the whole game. Um, so I think it's going to be going to be a problem going forward for the next six games. You know, it's a shoulder injury with Adrian. I believe he's he's had a shoulder injury before with us. It's a dislocated shoulder, is it? So six weeks is kind of the minimum time. And if he's going to have to dive on that shoulder, it could, could even be a bit longer. Will he be back to full fitness? You know, will he? Who knows? Basically, how soon he'll be back to his absolute best after the injury. So it's an issue for us because if, he, if he's had his, if he's had his shoulder dislocated as well, I know because I've had that myself. Um, you know, one would have to ask the question if it happened in training, how fucking hard was the contact in this training? Because when mine was done, it took a hell of a fucking force to move it. Well, I think the thing is, Dave, if you've ever seen lethal weapon, you'll know that once it happens, once 
it know, it tends to happen in every sequel. Yeah, well, my, my, my problem was I lost part of the bone of the socket. That's why it pops out. I, I, I'm careful. And I, but don't be taking lethal weapon as anything, any kind of reality about a fucking desiccated soldier. Oh, God. But what, but what I'm saying is, you know, to, to force, uh, like, like the age that Allison's at, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a perfectly fit, healthy specimen of a human being. To dislodge his shoulder, what the fuck kind of kind of and impact did he have? Big, it's a big exactly. shoulder. He's a big lad. I think you know it's 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 concerning that this is this is another. This is you know this this is just this is um this is this is last season relived relives all over again except for the fact that it took us fucking thirteen games to concede seven goals. It took us ninety minutes to do it on Saturday. Uh, or Sunday, sorry. Well, for me, without without fucking wanting to sound alarmist, there is a little bit of a danger of of a somewhat perfect storm brewing if we're not careful because injuries to key players, to key players. I mean, we've got a very very good squad, but there are certain players that you can't afford to lose for any length of time, and certainly not in combination. And we're looking at. Two of them at the moment, uh, with three of them actually, in Mane, Henderson, and Allison. And some would we say Tiago, even though he's not established himself as well. Yet, exactly. And there is something brewing here b- between COVID and, and training ground incidents and whatever, where very key players are missing for us, and we need to keep an eye on that. You know, we really do. You can look at us and say how wonderful we are and how wonderful we've been. And you'd be right, but. You take Allison and Van Dyke out of that team. Well, we we know where we were before they were in the team. You take you take Manny and Henderson out of the team. I don't think we'd have won the league last season. Do you? So, no, I don't. So we're we're gonna have to be careful on it because this is a this is a very very grueling season, and we're already seeing we're already two only two or three weeks in. We're seeing the. But Neil, there's no. I think the difference here is we lost those key players without the season momentum. Let's not forget how 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 shallow we are in this season. We're only a few games into it. You know what I mean? That's it's why my head's not falling off over this. But you know what I mean? If we had a built momentum and we had the winning way and the machine was oiled and we were moving, and I know people can say, oh, well, we've been up for two years and it shouldn't be a problem. But this is the start of something. And, and it's, a, it's a fucking one-off season as well. It's fucking bizarre. But we haven't got that momentum going. So when we lose those key players without that, you know, the added momentum there, that they're just stepping into what's already moving in that direction, I think that impacted more than anything. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It is a mad season, and it's it's almost in a way, although the received wisdom and the, and the general uh, perceived wisdom is that um, losing before an international break is 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 a really bad time to lose, and I can certainly see the arguments behind that. But there's almost an argument to say that this this was kind of a not a bad time to lose in, in a sense that you can come back and 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 start again because this is the the second international break, isn't it? And it's there's there aren't any more, I don't think, for a while after this. The season really gets going proper now and the Champions League kicks in and, and all the rest of it. So there is an argument to say, that, you know, it's one of them. You chalk it down to experience, you work on, on some of the some of the key points from it and you regroup after um 
at the international break with hopefully Thiago and, and Sadio Mane back in after their, their COVID, after their two weeks, hopefully, um, and, and go from there. Yeah, yeah. Dave, and you know, Chief makes a, a decent point there and people always do say, oh, it's, 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 a ba- it's, a bad, it's a bad time to lose before the international break because you're stewing on it and blah, blah, blah. But how forensic football is these days and how how um, important analysis has become in looking at flaws in teams and, you know, you know, analysing adaptations you can make to avoid different results and actions that happened in games in the past. This might be the best time to lose a game the way we lost that game, where our guys, you know, are like smart guys, you know, are like um, head-drawn collider guys, they're sitting there and they can look at that and they've got two weeks to look at that and go, right, we've, we've kind of looked at where the issue is um, and we can try and put something in place to avoid that because, mm. you know, there's, 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 lo- there's lots of problems. There's lots of problems. But Dave, that, that Dave, we've we, we, we've already spoken this, a couple of people in this podcast this season have, have said we had concerns about our back line. So as a quid pro quo to you, you would like to have thought that those boffins with their analyticals would have been looking at that and that would have been abundantly clear. If it's abundantly clear to laymen like us, well then it must be abundantly clear to the boffins that you're talking I think, about. I think you're right. I think you're right, Dave. But the, the, point, the point here is that the, the We the got system, away with it. <laughs> well, this, no, well, no, not that we got away with, it, but the, the system, the system's only as effective as the players perform their individual roles on the pitch. Absolutely, but the errors are starting to creep in, Dave. Like, let's uh, be honest, game, the, the, the Arsenal that comes down to individual performance. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Allison was was in goal for the Arsenal game, but we still fucking gifted them the lead. You know what I mean? Um, we went on to win the game, and that gifting the lead sort of got diluted and got forgotten about. And, and as I said, the pre-pod, there's been games. You know, I can think of Wolves last year, I can think of Villa away last year, where we left it very late to turn it around and so on. And w- those games were never really pro- probably taken apart of what we were doing badly because we won the euphoria mo- moving forward. This has caused us to basically stop in our tracks. Nobody saw. You know, put it like this: if we'd have lost two one. You know, we would probably be sitting here saying, oh, we probably saw that coming. But it would have been easy. It would have been far easier to explain that result away. No, do you know something? I think, uh, you you have a point in what you said about, you know, after, or was it Neil that said about after the first goal going in and every head, every head then went down. Every head couldn't function. It was like there were strangers all of a sudden. And... Look, we've watched this team go from strength to strength. We've watched them do superhuman things. We've watched them perform fucking miracles nearly, Dave. You know what I mean? And, like, they've enough credit in the bank to carry a result like this. And results like this in football, in any sport, in any sport. But, Dave, these, um, but Dave, these, guys, these, guys, these guys are supposed to be the mentality monsters. These guys. Yeah, but, but everybody. Supposed- look, it's like a domino effect. You know what I mean? One goes down, and and look, there's no there's no doubt about it. There appears, I don't know, I'm not part of the squad. There appears to be a lack of confidence in the goalkeeper from those surrounding him. Now that would would appear on the surface to a, to per, a person watching to be an issue. And when he gives the goal away, it seems like 
they automatically think, well, there's more than that error in them. There's more than that one error in them. And we need to be doing double. And in doing double, we are not thinking about what we really should be doing. Was um, there a lack of leadership in the pits on Sunday? I think there was, yes. And and I think, you know, the, it was almost like we were fucking shell-shocked before we went out. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but even in the tunnel, it, you know, when they were coming out, Villa were out before us. And, and, and there was just a look about them that wasn't, it wasn't like the, you know, Virgil van Dijk, right, lads, we've got this, come on, let's go, sort of thing. And you, you, normally you see him in the tunnel and he's just laughing and smiling. And, you know, we know, we know we've got them before we even go out. But we didn't look like that this week. And when you look back on it, um, and I only happened across that by accident, and, you know, after the result viewing it, it, it makes for interesting viewing because we weren't that appeared to be that up for it and i thought myself, well this is just you know getting the momentum going and i mentioned that momentum and that's what we fed off for two seasons but we've won everything there is to win now and you know maybe that momentum is has has eased off and to maybe maybe and, and this might not be a popular opinion but maybe we were a little bit arrogant after winning that league maybe there's a little arrogance about that squad but if there is it's been kicked the fuck out of them in that result because they've been, they've been <laughs> no no they've been humbled they've been fucking humbled it, it, hasn't, maybe, it hasn't fucking half you know what half. i mean they've been humbled 100%. and they've been humiliated yeah, they've been they have been humbled. humiliated. They have been humiliated. And, and there's, been, there's been a few of them, and I'm not meant to going to mention any names because I love them all, and it's not about that. But there's been a few of them I've watched in press conference and I've gone, you can't fuck a bit above your station there, lad. You're not because we we normally have what has been a very humble squad, and I don't doubt that they enjoyed winning the league. I don't doubt there's a bit of needle in them for not being able to celebrate with the fans and whatnot. But there was a few of them there that that just appeared, for my money, just a little bit too fucking cocky. And, yeah, and, and, and I know that may be unpopular, Dave, but I'm a bit longer in the tooth, and I, and I saw it, and I never said anything. You don't you don't want to say that because you love them because they've done they've fucking done superhuman things. But there was a fucking there was a slice of arrogance in this team, and it's so <laughs> it's been sliced out of them now. So there's there there are we'll go on to talk about a, a variety of different reasons why we think this result may or, or may not have happened, and 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 maybe that is certainly one. Chief, another another thing that it's it's maybe not diluted the fact that this is a seven two result, but it's certainly not made it look quite as quite as highlighted as it may have been given United lost six one to Spurs a couple of hours before. City lost five two to to Leicester. We've seen crazy score lines and matches. We've seen literally the record number of Premier League goals in a game week, you know, the, the week and before no last. no nil-nils so far, Dave, in the Premier League. No, no scoreless draws. I think, I think there was, I think there's, uh, has there only been one draw and it was 3-3? Is that the only draw there's been, potentially? Oh, City um, draw. Have um, got a draw? No, City, City drew with Leeds. City drew 1-1, but there, there has been, there has been hardly any draws. There's been, you know, Less than four draws, I'm sure. Three or two or three draws, um, and probably maybe like 38 games or something. And then we can go, you know, we can go farther back to the games last year, the five, the five three with Chelsea. We can look at the the European Cup semi final, Bayern and, and and Barcelona chief. And is is are these is this madness? And it is madness. It because it's because it is madness. What what impact? Is 
is empty or, or sorry, what impact are empty stadiums having on on football? Is is this a product of that? I think the whole situation, yeah, obviously not having fans there is is the biggest sort of um, thing you can see there, and 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 the biggest difference. But the the whole thing, the weirdness of it all, the not changing in the proper changing rooms, the you know changing in porta cabins and not being you know the whole environment, no fans. It, it's. It's nothing. You're, like, you're you're asking you're asking professional footballers to be amateur footballers, basically. Well, exactly. You're sending them back. They've come all the way up, playing throughout their career. Gradually, as they've gotten better in front of more and more and more and more fans, they've made it to the very top. They're used to stadiums packed with fifty, sixty thousand fans week in, week out, and they're playing there. And you can, you know, it's it's worse than the cricket. I mean, you, you know, you can't hear clapping even. There's nothing. There's just whistles and the, the odd whistle and a few shouts. And as you say, the swish as the ball hits the, hits the back of the net or hits the, the bang as it hits the hordens as it goes out. No, no, no cheering, no booing, no ups, no downs, no real goal celebration, no breaks in play. Soulless. So, so I might, so I might say to you, Chief. I might say to you, surely, surely, us playing away at, at Villa Park that is, you know, holds a huge capacity, has a, a feverish home support. Should that not have made it easier for us? No, not, not to be honest. I mean, you could, you could look at it in many, many ways. But I, 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 there's home advantage, and, and that is a thing. I think that's that's been proven. But it can also be detrimental. I think that's also been proven. You know, when when the fans turn uh, at home, it can it can get nasty. We know that ourselves, sure. Um, from uh, so Arsenal know it better than anybody. Arsenal know it. Fucking Newcastle know it well. West, you know, West Ham know it. Know it. Um, plenty of clubs do, I suppose. But um, but the, the atmosphere in general, just the game. The game ebbs and flows better with it, um, and yeah, people talk about the the ten minutes more, the the balls in play, and you know you get more of a game, and, and that's true. But it also it's also fundamentally changing the changing the game. It's it's adding it's adding an extra sort of ten percent to the match in terms of in terms of length. So it's gonna you know it's gonna have uh, effect on. On, on fitness, on stamina, late in games, players are literally that last 10 they've never had to do before. So by game six of a season, even if you're you know just playing a couple of cup games as well, you've already run an hour longer than you would have had to in a previous season uh, by the same stage and in a shorter length of time as well, given the, the con- uh, condensing of the fixtures. So, um, so yeah, there, there are a lot of factors involved. I think crowds have a have a big impact on uh, on regulating games and momentum and and sort of helping to shift momentum um, in terms of when goals are scored. You know, you you can have a team that's that's started really well and they've, they've flown into a two 0 lead, uh, and you know comes the momentum's with them comes out after half time or even the the other team gets to go back and and the momentum shifts. The crowd gets nervous. The away fans get up, and so on and so on. If if it's home and away in 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 that sense, so I think it does have have a big different or have a, have a big impact in the sense that games 
games seem to be just getting getting into a pattern. Um, and there's been a lot of talk. I've listened to quite a bit over the week and various uh, podcasts, some Liverpool-based, some um, some just general football. And there's been a lot of talk about the the score lines and the and and is it with the lack of fans and and a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, um, with the lack of fans, at least it's good. We're getting a lot of goals and we're getting these kind of crazy matches and stuff. And but you're not getting yeah, the intensity, yeah, Neil. In my in my opinion, you're you're missing intensity. Well, yeah, I think that's it. On one hand, you're getting a lot of goals, but to me. I mean, they're not necessarily lacking intensity in all games. I mean, there's plenty of plenty of intensity there in in, in City versus Leeds. Um, but even then, it descended into descended into a basketball match, and it was a basketball match for both. Anarchy is the word I would use. Yeah, and for me, that doesn't happen if there's a crowd highly entertaining there. though. <laughs> it was entertaining, but is it better football or worse? For me, it's it, the, the, there was no football there. It was basketball. There were no, there was no midfield. There were no, there wasn't. Ne- it's chaos. I, I, th- I think pe- what we're chaos learning on a pitch. Uh-huh. Yeah, what we're learning is there is no football without supporters. Yeah. So just because you get you get more goals, for me, it doesn't necessarily make the games of a higher standard or quality. Um, yeah, there there can be a bit more excitement. It's a bit mad, but. It's almost almost diluting things a little bit when you're looking at score lines and you, you you're looking at the day scores and there are three five twos and a four three and a seven two and a six one and you're like is it 1953? What happened? Have we, is the offside rule being changed? What 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 the fuck? What <laughs> what's going on here? Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is, and we unfortunately we are where we are. And Ga- I think games are looser, I think. That's the way to say it. They're much looser. Yeah, there isn't... You're right, intensity was was, was a good word in, in the sense that the, the, the that extra percent or two that the crowd gives you and forces you to not allow this to happen or to make that happen or, you know, that isn't there. You know, that, that just isn't there. And... I don't think we would have lost 7-2. Well, we haven't lost 7-2 in any season that I've been watching Liverpool. I've been watching Liverpool for 30 years, and I'm pretty positive we've never lost 7-2. I don't even remember us losing 7-2 over two legs of a fucking cup game. No. Never mind 7-2 in a league match. So, But I think there's another point here, Chief, that I don't know whether you agree with it or not, but when it comes to momentum, and Villa had the momentum, and I don't think we ever had had an opportunity or took an opportunity to, to, to take a breath and take stock and go, right, let's all just fucking calm down here. Let's all just calm down. Let's take five minutes. Let's 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 breathe. Let's get a bit of shape. Let's kind of calm the game down and get a grip of what is actually happening here. Because there's there's less there's less of a there's less of a stoppage between breakages and play. To allow totally. us to do that. I mean, that's that's why the ball is, as we talked about earlier, in play ten minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. But there's less of a stoppage to say, I'm just going to take a, I'm going to, I'm going to take ages to take a throw in here. You know, the, you know, the, you're you're not feeding off the crowd, the like the nervousness of the crowd going, fuck, just calm it down, calm it down, calm it down, calm it down. You're going, actually, do you know what? I can sense that it needs to be calmed down here because I'm getting that feeling from the fifty thousand people that are around me, and it's it, it's. 
it's impossible not it's impossible for that feeder not to transmit onto the pitch. So yeah, sometimes sometimes fans will make you feel nervous, and sometimes fans will make you feel, you know, you know, do, maybe do erratic things. But also, what you could do is you can almost, as a professional, take a lead from them to kind of detach yourself. Basically, double your efforts, Dave. Well, no, it redoubles like your that. efforts to fucking put two fingers up at them and it, show them it, they're it, wrong. It, it allows you to see the wood for the trees because during that game, when things started to get away from us, I don't think that any player on the pitch could see the wood for the trees. No, we get caught in a we get caught in in the eye of the storm. It was like a landslide. Yeah, and and it's a bit. It was a bit reminiscent of uh, Germany against Brazil, two thousand fourteen. It just it just happened. Aye, in, the, in the score, but yeah, to be honest, well, yeah, people people were waiting for people were waiting for Brazil to be spanked. Nobody the saw the seven two and came so quickly. Bam, bam, bam. You're like four. Suddenly you're four one down at half time. What the f- what happened there? You know, all of us. You, first of all, you you go one nil down, so you write that off because it's an, an Adrian mistake. And then you're then it's two nil, kind of ten minutes later, and you're a bit like, oh, fuck, we're really gonna do it the hard way this time. Then we go two one, and for everyone, we're back. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, right, we're definitely gonna win this now. No bother, right? We'll be three two up by half time. So and just to just to stop you there, Chief. But Chief, what happens there? See when see when Musala scores that goal to make it two one, and that's a and that's a full Villa Park. What happens they, is they, the crowd it, goes. It's silent. Yeah, you would be able to silent. hear a pin drop. It has been buoyant. It has been singing. They've been singing Jack Grealish for England. They've been going absolutely bonkers, and all of a sudden Mo bams one in and. You're absolutely right. Silence, except for the travelling cop going nuts and maybe a bit of pyro going off on the other end. And what that does is that galvanises our lads and all those boys are looking around themselves going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And changes momentum instantly because, yeah, the Villa fans are going, well, we know what's coming now. We know what's coming now. And that transmits itself onto the pitch. Absolutely. So every time the Villa players have it at the back, they're not playing short. They're hoofing it long. They're getting rid of it. They're under pressure, you know. They're not looking for the little passes. They're not, you know, they're not looking to hurt us anymore. They're concentrating on staying in front, just getting into halftime two-one. But that doesn't happen without a crowd. They just go. The pattern just continues. They they just keep doing what they were doing before. Nothing changes, and we concede like we had done before because nothing fucking changes from our side either. I mean, we were awful. I mean, the number one thing we have to point out here is there was, at no stage, was there ever any pressure on the ball, on the man with the ball. So they made, they, they were made to look, Aston Villa were made to look like world beaters. They just picked us yes. apart every time. They scored seven, a couple of deflections were lucky, but half-assed challenges leading to deflections, a couple of them anyway. Um, and... They missed a host. They missed a host of chances. They could have had double figures. I mean, we could have had five, but I, w- I mean, ele- is eleven five better? No. So it, 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 we, we need to we need to we need to get a grip on things. We need to go back to basics, reset a little bit, and and become the team that that completed game two to game eight of last season for the next six. 
um, and remember how to play with Adrian, and Adrian needs to remember how to play with us. But it, because if we don't, going back to the very start, then we are in for a rocky couple of months. Yeah, Dave, it's Chief's absolutely right. We, we, we can talk all day long about the impact that crowds have or may not have on a football game, but the fact of the matter is we're not going to see them for a while, so we're going to need to do something to sort this out. What mm-hmm. concerned what concerned me most was the midfield was fairly anonymous, um, and I'm I'm doing and I'm. I'm I'm being kind when I'm saying fairly well, anonymous. Be, their, their eyes were to the sky as the ball f- fired over their fucking head. That's yeah, basically I think it. <laughs> the, people were talking about, oh, they were able to get in behind the high line, the high line, the high line. For me, what concerned me most was the fact that players like Grealish and, and McGinn were able to find space in the middle of the park to be able to pick a pass to get in behind that line. That shouldn't that shouldn't be allowed to happen, and that shouldn't be able to happen. And we saw that we saw that against Chelsea. Whenever we suffocated them, we suffocated Kovacic and Jorginho, where they didn't have time to even get their they didn't have, they didn't even have time to play a five yard pass. Never mind turn and get their head up, beat a man, and play play a play a slide rule ball through the middle of the pitch. But Villa were able to do that at will. Ah, well, we also made Ross Barkley look like a world beater. We made fucking <laughs> Ross Barkley look wor- world class. He should have had a hat trick. Was like fucking Gaza. Exactly. Exactly. Now that that gives you an idea of just how off the pace we were. But um, that's what I mean. He shouldn't have time to receive the ball, turn and run at players. There should be someone on top of him before he even has the ball. I think that the whole game in a nutshell in a moment for me, Dave, was the Virgil van Dijk yellow card. That's really bothered me because van Dijk never gets those yellow cards ever gets those yellow cards because his position is impeccable, his speed is unequaled, and he just doesn't look like he's fucking bothered. Um, what does that talk- say about Van Dyke? I, I, well, he could be one of the boys I was talking about. Maybe that's that's what it says about Van Dyke, about being too fucking arrogant. <laughs> that's what it says about him, if you really want to know. Um, but you're talking about what we do to resolve this, Dave. And look, there's a nice lead incident. I don't want nobody's head. I don't care. Um, about that, we have a we have a wonderful squad, and it's about getting them back in the fucking reels. This was a, this was a fucking train wreck, and it's about getting that locomotive, that high speed train, back in its fucking reels and moving at at the speed we wanted to. And this is where I believe my belief would be that these two weeks, albeit yes, it's going to fucking fry in their head, but if you remember, there's not that many that would be usually be away on an international break, away on an international. The, the Brazilians are there. Um, Adrian is the most important one who's there. Like, Spain are hardly going to take a risk on him, are they? Um, you know what I mean? And you would like to think that they, this two weeks would involve getting some confidence back in Adrian, getting some training in the way that we want them to play, regaining his confidence, getting his head back, simplifying things, talking to the guy, bringing him around. We, as you, I've, as I've been mentioning this pod, we have the best possible people in all of these positions. And in that regard, that's why I'm thinking two weeks is a, is a really good thing, and that's how we get back. Dave, I don't want to linger on this game and, and, and point fingers at players. They've been fucking magnificent for us. They weren't in one game, and we got completely and utterly fucked over. Um, I hope very much it's a learning experience. I hope very much it's a fucking rocket up their fucking asses, and they take a pitch at Goodison like fucking wild animals. And that's and, and that's what, that's the belief that's getting me through, because I've seen so much of this team and how good they've been. 
and I can only imagine the humiliation that they feel because they've been bigging themselves up. And I would hope that that, that, that drives them forward to this next game that we have. And hopefully that the two weeks have gnawn away at their fucking mental health over this is a further driver. Yeah. Chief, I think based on everything we've talked about and anybody who's listened to this, trust me, we've talked at length about this game before two hours before we hit record. Before everybody <laughs> anybody hit the record button. But looking and particularly looking at the games and we've we've referred to, you know, we've used words like chaos and anarchy and basketball games, but what what a team needs in from the evidence that we've seen so far to try and manage this situation where there are no fans in the stadium and to try and avoid these crazy results happening is a calm head and the ability to make make the correct decisions and retain the ball in the middle of the pitch. Now, there's two players missing from that game on Sunday and there's Jordan Henderson and Thiago. Now, our win ratio, I think, with Henderson in the pitch is something like between 20 and 25% higher. Um, I think it's around 75, 80% with him. It's around 55% without him. And Thiago, you know, people, people are going to be disappointed if they're expecting the goals and assists from this guy because that's not what he's about. You can talk, talk, talk about him as a creative midfielder all you want and be that as it may, that might be what he is, but he's not going to get you like 15, 16, 20 assists a season. But those two players actually might be the answer to this complete conundrum that we've we've got right now. Well, absolutely. We talked. We, I think I touched on it earlier with the, the the idea of you know injuries in in key positions and and at the moment as it well at the moment on on Sunday as it transpired, well as is always the key position, center of the pitch is the most important and. While on paper it was a it was a good midfield that he put out because it didn't work but uh, so well with the with with holding the ball up up top it didn't really allow then the midfield to join in. Fabinho was then stretched and made to look very very ordinary in that position not for the first time. I I think there are slightly mitigating circumstances that I mentioned but. You know, it wasn't great, and I don't, I don't want to throw people under the bus either because, as Dave said, absolutely, they've been awesome, and one game is one game. It's only three points, but um, <clears throat> but yes, Jordan Henderson is integral. We've discussed that at length before, and even Dave Caron has uh, has sort of eaten a humble pie on that one, and 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 has acknowledged his is. He's absolute. eaten a fucking baker a baker's dozen the humble pie on that one. <laughs> Yes, he does have leadership qualities. I I still believe he's a rather limited football, but his uh, football, but his, his leadership qualities are beyond. All right, Dave, all right, all right. <laughs> he's, uh, he's 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 gone on to prove even the harshest of critics critics wrong. So um, so yeah, he's, I'm not that harsh for fuck's sake. <laughs> all joking aside, I'm only pulling your pulling your leg. All joking aside, like he um he's he's very very important to, to how we play and how we win. And the fact that we've become the win that winning machine, and 
Someone like Thiago as well, although we don't have the evidence of it in a Liverpool shirt yet. We know that's that's the kind of player he is. Uh, he is he's a born winner. All the stories about him are um, are to be believed, and I would imagine they are. Um, and they're the kind of players who would put their foot foot put their foot in the ball, know when to take time out of the game, are able to dictate the tempo of the game, and 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 change the tempo of a game. As, as needs be and that's what was missing and that's what is and has been missing in, in a lot of these games that we've referenced the, the basketball games in inverted commas because the, the, there's been nobody getting their foot on the ball and, and slowing things down and, and taking five minutes out and just sort of calming everyone and, and keeping hold of the ball and doing the things that, that sometimes you need to do in football matches when, when things are just slipping a little bit out of control um, the games have just fallen into patterns and, and you've just seen that go on and on and on and on for the entirety of the rest of the game, which which is kind of bizarre. Normally you have yeah periods in games where there there is tends to be more action than others, but yeah, this this season so far it's just been it's just, a lot of the games has just been kind of wall to wall um goal mouth action and, and sort of um Chances galore. Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, all kinds of things happen. So, um, so yeah, it, 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 it's it's one of them, isn't it? You've just got to you, you chalk this one sort of down to experience and just um, and just try to move forward after the international break with a with a with a good performance against Everton. It's probably a probably is a good game to be going into because it's certainly one to focus the minds. Um, you don't you don't necessarily need. The fans, although they obviously add so much to the derby, but you don't necessarily need them to get up for a for a derby. Hopefully, um, and then, so, and fancy us, Neil, which I think will be their downfall. Yeah, you made that point in, in pre-pod, and I, I do I do tend to agree with that. They they're always ripe when when they fancy it. So um, so that could be fun if we start back with a win there. Then you know Aston Villa's forgotten about it. As I said, it's it's just three points, and we if we win. When at Goodison, we'll have taken there, unbeaten. They're the only, um, although Villa are unbeaten, aren't they? But they play one game less. But we'll have, we'll have, we'll have, um, we'll go level on points with Everton, put it like that, at the top it's, of the table. Yeah. It's, it's another factor to throw in there that <clears throat> um, Villa had played one game less. We've talked about the, the additional physical strain that, that games under these circumstances might be having on players and well that's, um, that's actually a decent point if you if you sort of look at this being the final game before the international break I did have it written down before you said that by the way but just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah I mean it, it is it's a, it's an interesting point with it being you know it is the sixth game because because of the cup games and stuff so you know maybe there is a, there is a little bit in that maybe it was just one too many um, um, but I don't know. I don't think there are any excuses. I think it's just got to be one that the line under and never has to be allowed, never, never to be repeated. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a, a parallel to be drawn here in my eyes, Dave, um, with Spurs at Wembley, four-one, Lovren Gate. If you want no, to, but it wasn't Dejan's in fucking Moscow or St. Petersburg or somewhere now. We can't blame him. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. We have, we, have to, we have to find another scapegoat. Unfortunately for us, 
you know, they're fruitful. We have a new voodoo, we have a new voodoo doll called Adrian to take yeah. his place. Yes. <laughs> we do. Um, we do. Um, and, you know, this is something, this is what, what I've, this is what I've called like Klopp's key watershed moment, man is in this side where, where things changed after this result. Um, and I wonder, I wonder, do, do these, do, do the guys, do the guys back at Melwood and the guys back at Anfield after all the players are away, sit back and go, okay, look, essentially, after all we've discussed here and, and taken all into account, I'm sure they have reams and reams more information and data and you know opinion and analysis and experience around this than we do. And we've probably just drawn out a few points which we think are probably reasonably pertinent. But this is essentially a new sport we're playing. And do they find a way to help the team adapt to this quicker than any other team is able to adapt to this, I suppose, is the question. Because teams are going to have to adapt. Dave, to Dave, Dave, there's there's other things to adapt to as well. Look at the like Manny's down with COVID. Fucking Shaq's down with COVID. We start moving around these fucking places in Europe. We're going to Milan and we're going to fucking Amsterdam. And you know every team's going to have to suffer this, and every team are are, are susceptible to this. That COVID's going to hit, and there's 14 days here and 14 days. So look, while we we're, we're looking at the moment, we have a couple down. Throughout the season, every one of those teams is going to have that, and I, yeah. and it's going to, and and the more that we travel, and and I say the teams in Europe are going to be even more at risk of it, Dave. I I, I think look, that's that's your first problem, but you know the real point that you're making to me, I think, is you know is is there a a, a way through data, statistics, and analytics to to find a way of bettering the concentration of of overcoming this problem of an empty stadium and so on. In, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, in a word, no. Okay. <laughs> Bring the fucking fans back. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, and 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 do you know what? That that's what every, I think that's what everybody wants. <laughs> no more, no more so than. And no do you know what? So I don't even want. I, I, and, I, and I'm sure the analytic guys are going. We don't want to fucking look at this. We want the people back in the fucking stadium. We want our sport back. Well, I don't know. I think I think the benefit that we might have is that the analytics guys might be going, oh. Isn't this going to be fun? We have a new problem to go and work out. And oh, pr- probably. Yeah, probably. But there's a shift as well, though, in 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 how managers are are approaching things with with the. Uh, I don't know if it's as a result of COVID. I, I don't really think it is. I think it's more so as a result of what we were talking about pre-pod is of of. Of trying to emulate the, the or or the new style, so we say that the it's new, f- f- football, football. Football is football is fashion, essentially. But I think you're starting to see now. Well, I think you are definitely seeing now many, many more managers playing three at the back and going with a fr- and, a, and a and a front three. Yeah, front three, three four three, three five two, three four one two, whatever they're 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 up to, but. You're getting a lot of back threes. You're getting a lot of wing backs, and you're you're getting quite a few front threes. Everyone talks about oh the front three there, front three there. When we, we were growing up, it was all about your front two. Mm-hmm. There was no front three. Was and then don't two. and then don't forget in the you know in in the the mid two thousands it was it was forty three one and there was yeah and I just wonder if 
because we're, I think we're, we could end up going full circle, is the antidote, and I always think it is, it's rather simplistic. 4-4-2? Well, almost, 4-4-2, oh, almost back to 4-2-3-1. You know, you've got one striker and three centre-backs, or you've got two strikers and three centre-backs. Two and three is usually all right, because you've got two can mark and one spare, and that generally you know, matches up quite nicely. But with only one strike, you've got three centre-backs. They, they don't know where to be. They don't know which one should mark. Yeah. I always used to say this when we came up against Arsenal. I loved it when Arsenal went, for a, for, for a time, Wenger went three centre-halves against our front three. I used to fucking love it when I saw that. I used to yeah, absolutely love man it. Man for man, no chance. No chance at all. Exactly what, they want. what it does do, though, is it, it, it essentially regresses the full-back position by 15 years. What does plan forty three one? Yeah, yeah, I suppose in a way it does because you're, you're you're having to get your width from your, but but I suppose it depends who your two are. As to you mean in the mid, you mean in the middle of the pitch or at centre half? Yeah, well, well, I meant it was meant in the middle of the pitch, but I mean, yeah, you can add those two in. If you've got a spine of of Allison Van Dyke plus. A properly firing Joe Gomez, or shall we say, just a fully fed Matty. Then you've got maybe a Henderson and a Thiago in there, or a Fabinho and a Thiago in there, Fabinho and a Henderson in there. Then potentially you've got, and and then potentially you've got you've you've got license to get Robbo and, and Trent forward. Like Dave, can I ask you something? Are we over analysing this? This is an isolated incident. If this was two or three games, I could get all of this. But this is not, there's nothing to suggest. And what I've witnessed over the last three years with this team, there's nothing in my makeup that makes me suggest that this problem goes beyond this game. Because every time we've had a problem, every time we've faced adversity, every time we look like we've shit the bed, we come back stronger. No, I got it's a real, it's it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting question. I think, I think. Everything we've talked about, they're, they're unanswered questions because of this new situation that football's being played in. And we have always come back but to But Dave, the at the end of the day, you know, when we strip it all back, it's still the fucking same game. You get the ball, you put it in the back of fucking net. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not fucking <laughs> yeah, rocket you know science. It's, it's not a difficult Dave, concept. It's just I, there's I would, not people there. We're very good at putting the ball in the back of the net. Been, we just need to been, do that. We've been very, very good. At putting the ball in the back of the net for the last, well, for the last four seasons, but we've been spectacularly good at winning games and putting the ball in the back of the net for the last two seasons. But we've been there to be analysed for the last two seasons, and we I don't even think it's as much as that. I, th- I, think, I think results, results so, are sometimes diluted. I think Dave, you can put this down. Your question was, your question was, is it, this is an isolated incident, and you could say yes, this is an isolated incident for us. But since we've seen There's no football, evidence to go on so far. Dave. If this is two or three games, it's a different matter. But the evidence Dave, that we have in front of us suggests that this is isolated. Well, the evidence that we have from a Liverpool perspective, yes. But the evidence that we have football-wide suggests that these results are becoming more and more frequent across the sport and across the, the high-level elite football teams and football matches. And we're going back to the Champions League semi-final. You know, like I said, the week before last, it was a record number of Premier League goals scored but is, in a week. So is there, is there less fear, for example, 
Is there less fear? Maybe on, there's on less in it. Maybe there's so less inhibition. And that, this, the, yeah, this, this is what the I mean. This is the great. Yeah, this is the great answer question. Is it there's less inhibition? Is it that is it that players can't read the game emotionally as well because their players aren't in the stadium? Do they get swept up in the game itself rather than being able to take the thing out of it? Where's Beryl when you need him? We need a psychologist here. <laughs> we don't know. The and, and the other the other scenario is and again we talked length about this beforehand. Are we seeing the shift from the patient ticky taka possession based football? I think, I think there is definitely there's definitely an element of that, and I'll tell you why because the two top managers in world football for the last four years in the Premier League are Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp and everyone's copying them and following them and their style of football they play a front three they play very attacking they play a high line they want to play on the break they want to play in transition you know there are differences between them but Pep's style has sort of evolved from from the ticket tacker that it was at Barcelona as well and you know, you've seen. Look, we've we've seen we've seen we've seen Pep we've seen Pep engineer t- tactics where th- literally the goalkeeper hoofs it over the top to the centre forward and he sticks it in the net. Yeah, well, he he, he is pragmatic when he. When that would he never have happened. He would time. never have done that at Barcelona. That would never yeah. have been seen at Barcelona. And you, but you you look around Europe. You know, Paris Saint Germain they play with the front three. The Bayern, Bayern Munich playing with the front three. The top clubs generally all Barcelona. What a front three, you know, playing with a front three for, for how long? So it's it's in vogue and the other managers have caught up now and you have you have in the Premier League now the a collection of the best managers in the world. You compare who's managing the clubs in the Premier League now compared to who was managing the clubs in 2013 or 2012. You look at the list, it's, it's, it's night and day. It's night and day. Like you look at the names. I mean, in, in, back in those days, you, you've got Brendan Rodgers at, at, at Liverpool. You've got. Well, this was a Brendan Rodgers result. David Moyes <laughs> at Man United. Okay, Solskjaer's maybe a step down <laughs> from from Moyes. But I mean, you, you go on the, li- the, the list. The list goes on. Chris Hutton's in there. Sam Allardyce is in there. Uh, Steve Bruce is in there, although he's back in. Wenger's Wenger's on his last legs. Last Pochettino's literally just cutting his teeth at Spurs, or is he even at Spurs? He's not at Spurs. I don't know who the fuck's managing Spurs then. Probably Zach Zach Santini or somebody. Could could even be Harry Redknapp. Ozzy Ardiles. Stage. I'm not sure, but but it's we have some of the best coaches in the world, and you've got kind of the younger, more progressive. And even they're not even so progressive in the Steve Bruce's and stuff who are trying to get on that bandwagon because they can see that that is sort of the way forward. You look at Jose Mourinho's team hammering fucking Man United 6-1. I mean, they, they hammered Southampton 6 as well, didn't they? I mean, that, that's, these are Mourinho teams scoring six goals. And I don't think but, a red card makes a difference in that, Neil, either. I think they were going to fucking give him a hiding regardless. <laughs> No, they're 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 the United a comedy show, and I don't need, like honestly. I think before we just wrap things up, I would just like to say that the thing that we'll end on most, a positive, we'll end on a high. Yes, the thing that annoyed me most about the, about the Liverpool result was that I didn't get to enjoy the United result as much. However, let's just draw one small positive, one more small positive from this is that that result can be lumped in with all of the other results that I was talking about, Dave, where 
you have United 6-1 Spurs, Leicester 5-2, uh, Barron, Barca 8-2 and things like this. And Solskjaer can go, Ed, Ed, come here, look. I know that looked really bad. I know it looked really bad on Sunday, but Liverpool could hammer seven two at Villa. You know, Jose Mourinho manages them, and 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 we he's in no danger. At, you seem to think he's in danger. He fucking performed the miracle of football by getting them the third last season. He can't be touched at least until Christmas. He performed a fucking think where they were before lockdown, Dave. Just st- just stop and think where they were before lockdown. They were nowhere, and no one expected them to be anywhere. They ended up third in the Premier League. He is fucking not going anywhere. Don't worry, he's safe. He doesn't need to go to Woodward. He's safe. Well, I don't know. I just I am. I, I I'm sure you'll agree with my sentiments that I, I'm just nervous, particularly around United and Chelsea, that that Max Allegri and and Pochettino are still sitting with their feet up without jobs. They're two very, very, uh, very good managers. They won't be coming and soon. They can't. I have a funny feeling that that. And those are two squads with. I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of good players in both those squads. No defenses. That's the good part. But that can if be fixed. That, if that result at Old Trafford had it been Liverpool visiting, I think Solskjaer might have been picking up his cards. But we have that effect. We we have that I effect. I still on, don't know. I don't. He's a fuck. He's a, If you listen to United fans talk about him, he, they love him. He's a legend so to them. Let me put it. And, let me put it this and, way. And that, causes, put, let me, that causes. Let me ask you, Steve. Okay. Let me ask you, Steve. If that if that United result is six one at home to Spurs, and football's normal, and there was a full stadium there to see it, and everybody else is just going about their business, you know, City are beating Leicester like they normally do. We're going to Villa and like scrapping out a, a two one because we just don't lose, and it was a shit game, but we go there and win it. Um. How differently is that 6-1 result looked at as opposed to what it, what way it's looked at now? Okay, yeah. that's front, It's front-page news, Dave. It's front-page news. Neil made the point about Germany-Brazil, right? That result. Um, you know, everybody expected Germany to win. Nobody expected them to win in the manner they did. Okay? These things happen, Dave. You know what I mean? These things fucking happen in football and they're inexplicable. But, but Dave, after the point, if you let me finish, you'll hear what I'm going to say. Right. Who didn't see United getting beat 6-1 somewhere down the line very soon? Because I saw it coming. But did you see us getting beaten 7-2? No, you didn't. It's no fucking surprise to me that United got twatted fucking 6-1. Because United, been, had, United had the third best defence in the Premier League last season. And... Big deal. They were shite, and we know that. Fucking, those are stats. My eyes don't lie. They were fucking shite. They shouldn't have been anywhere near third. Okay, and if you, uh, my eyes tell me what I've seen from United, they're perfectly capable of shipping a 6-1. What my eyes have told me about Liverpool, and I'm not looking at this through red-tinted spectacles, we did, were not looking down a barrel of a 7-2. There's a big difference there. Now, you can cite those results, and I hear you, and you do have a point, and it's valid. But even without COVID, even without this, the way the way United have been going for the last two, three seasons, you could see a 6-1 hammering at home. The way we've been going for the last two seasons, you could never see us being beaten 7-2. You know what I mean? And yes, it's been diluted. But 
Dave, this is an isolated incident. If we are losing two and three games in this manner, we have a fucking problem. We don't have a problem. We're going to beat Everton and nothing's wrong. All right. So, listen, just to finish off, there was a, there was a lot of performances which were not up to scratch. Oh, don't, don't fucking go there. They were all no, shite. Even at that. They were shite. Okay. All right. But, but if, if you look at... Let's say we're we're all corona free and and there and there are no injuries. Let's let's leave the goalkeeper aside and do the outfield ten for for Christ's sake for crying out loud. Let's just do that. Um, does does is, has your has your first eleven suddenly changed, Chief? And I'm specifically talking centre half and midfield. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think. So I what do you want to see again? What, what would you what 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 team? I would suggest would you want... Dave, that Chief has a complete lack of confidence in the players. It's far well, from. No, what, what team would you want to see v Everton? Um, I'd want to see it similar, except I'd want to see Mane back in, which I'd imagine he would be, given that hopefully it's just uh, this precautionary two week having to stay away thing. So hopefully he'd be back and, and fit and ready. I would, if if Henderson's fit, he would start. If Henderson's not fit, then Thiago starts. If they're both fit, then potentially they both start. And in place and, of, and that's the question. Well, I mean, if you, you could you could do a, a number of things. You know, you've got Joe Gomez there. You've got Fabinho there. Does does Fabinho start at centre back? If Fabinho starts at centre back, then you know you play Thiago and Hendo in the midfield, maybe with I don't know. I mean, you've got options then, don't you? Because you've you've, you've got Kaida, you've got it has to be Gini. Wijnaldum to me. Yeah, Genie's there absolutely. He'll have played a, a good few games with um, with uh, the Netherlands, although. Kaida will probably be at Melwood this couple of weeks, I would imagine. I don't think there are African games. Um, so that that might swing things. But you've you've got a very, very strong midfield there if, if everyone's fit. You know, if 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 Andrew's back and, and Thiago are back, then you've got that covered. Um So let's assume they're actually, all fit. Who are your three? Who are your three? So if everyone's fit, Anderson, Thiago. <laughs> and I'm probably going Kaida. Oh, okay. All right. Dave, you're going you're going Henderson, go- Thiago, and Alden. Uh-huh. And I and I also think that, that he will throw Fabinho in at centre back. I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling. Um, and and I also have and I also have a feeling they, they might strap Allison up because a one armed Allison might be better than fucking Adrian. <laughs> yeah, well that's that's a big thing. I, I'm thinking they might I'm thinking they might put Milner in nets. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, just strap oh, a big lad up, he'll be grand one arm. Dave, have you Dave, you a different option at centre half? To be honest with you, look, that was a crock of shit from all of them, but Joe Gomez was fucking poor. Like he I'm was thinking, fucking I, poor. I, I, I have a, I have issues with Gomez in the air. I think Gomez is. I, love, I think I, love I have, Gomez. So do I, I but, but I have issues with him. And based off that last game, I have issues in every fucking angle of his game. 
I know. I bet Dave, but Dave, you're contradicting yourself now because what you said was let's let that last game's an isolated instance. So let's just call it I, an isolated instance. I know, instance. but he ha- he he hasn't been great this season. He hasn't got I'm himself just, to speed what, yet. What I'm saying is I don't I don't want Calvert like I don't want Calvert Lewin playing on on Joe Gomez. I'd well, rather it. have. No, Cal- I'd rather I'd, I'd rather I'd, be Fabinho. I'd rather it be Maddox if we if we had if we had all our options. I'd rather yeah, it be no, Maddox. I'm I'm taking that Maddox not available in in that assessment that I'm making. Okay. Yeah. And if he Maddox, is, Maddox oh, I put him in. I'd fucking throw him in. Big. He's never let us down. Hundred percent. If Maddox if Maddox fit, he starts for yep. me. Um. If not, Fabinho starts there. I just I just don't think Joe Gomez needs the needs it right now. I, um, he's loads of time. He's still young, Neil. You know what I mean. Tons of time, and Calvert Lewin is on fire, and he's a monster in the air. And you just want you you just don't want to get him bullied. Um, I don't think Joe, Joe Gomez was never the, the. It's a bit of a funny one for me with with Joe Gomez because see, leading up to the Sterling incident, where he left him. Joe Gomez is is having a monster of a season, and he, he, he that all happens and. And Joe, he carries on and does quite well, and and Raheem sort of drifts and, and has a shit time. But come back, fast forwarded after lockdown, Gomez doesn't come back strongly. Sterling does. There's some more crap in the paper where Sterling gives off because Gomez gives away a penalty or something for England, doesn't he? And um, so Sterling criticised him in the post match and some shit. So there's a bit of beef there. And he hasn't started this season off confidently. I think he suffers from a... I don't think he's that mentally mentally strong. I think there's something in there with you know where he, he needs that confidence, that boost, that sort of... I don't know, that feeling where... Because when things are going well, he looks like an absolute Rolls Royce. Not, I don't mean necessarily when things are going well for us, but I mean when he's in the right zone. Yeah. He looks brilliant. He looks... Every bit as good as Verge at times, and much younger, of course. But when he's off, you can see it. He can, he's, he's like a rabbit in the headlights. You can see it in his face that he's I not. Ca- I, ca- I kind of miss Joel Matip's big fucking mazy runs from the back. I think, as well. what, I think <laughs> what we also as we also have to consider is we've, we've got we've got like what a twenty three year old and a twenty one year old making up that right hand side of the back four. Well, that's and, it, yeah. and that that's. That, that's not going to get worse. Let's put it that way. So, so yeah. So look, I think my we'll re- go ahead. Big worry, just last thing. A big worry is just, and it's been said before, and he's always, always come back and 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 fired. And I haven't questioned him. I haven't been one to question much, to be honest. But Bobby had a mare, so I hope he's just thrown one of them in, and and he comes back. He does have those games. He but does he's, not, he's not been... I expected big things of him this season, to he be honest, with shot. the rest. But he's not been great this season. But he was particularly we're, we're, bad. We're a handful of games in. You yeah. know? I hope it was just one of them. And yep. might eat, he the only thing I wish he'd stop doing is trying that finish with the outside of his foot. Just kick it, just kick it, just kick it high in the net. Just, just, hit, just bury it, Bobby. Just, just, just fucking honestly, bury it. Honestly, if... if I don't. I know you're a Brazilian and all, but I saw Ronaldo toe poke a, a a a ball into the corner of the net in the World Cup. So see if you just want to just toe poke it into the net. That's what I'm all right with that. You know, there Bobby, is Bobby a for me, no, he doesn't do that shit, Dave. That, that's why we we'll love him. In us at the moment, though, and I've noticed it this season a few times. 
we want to score nice goals. We're being a little, we're, we're not clinical. Are we being a wee bit Wenger, Arsenal? A, a, a bit fussy, a bit, bit up Passing the ball bit, into the goal. Bit vain. Looking for the for the picture book goal. Just just get it over the line. You know, make sure that's the most important thing. Yeah, know? they all count for one. It doesn't matter what they look like. And we need to we need to refine that ruthless streak. We used to score. Our conversion rate was great, and I don't know what the figures are now, and maybe that's a that's a shame. But well, I listen, it, it, it's why you it, it's why you shame. never felt out of that game because you know we can click in twenty minutes and hit you with four or five. Yeah, you know yeah, we did. Oh, well, we no, did. we didn't. But I'm saying historically, this is what. While, it's been a while since we've actually done that. I mean, in 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 reality, and it, yeah. that's the thing. We we create the chances to do it. But we're not clinical enough anymore. Whereas we used to, we would hit you on the break, or we would break up, get you in transition, and we would score with our first chance or second chance if we missed the first one. Now we're taking six bloody chances before before it goes in, and we're, they're all going ah, We'll get another one. We'll get another one. And that's okay when you're not conceding seven. Yeah, it's okay when you're not conceding goals. Full stop. But once you start to concede first in games, which we've been doing a little bit more frequently. Since post lockdown, obviously mitigating circumstance, we've discussed all of them, but we facts remain we have conceded the first goal. Well, we've only in our in our in our four in our four um league games, we've only scored the first goal once, haven't we? Yeah, that was against Chelsea. Last season we we uh obviously conceded first against against City. Uh we conceded first in another couple of games post post lockdown. Um, so it, it it is a little bit of a thing. So I mean I think there's there's a lot that we've covered shitloads on this podcast, but it's essentially not time to panic. There's a lot of trust there. It's time to just a, a couple of home truths, a little bit of getting back to basics, and let's go out and fuck Everton over. All right, cool in the gang. So thankfully we got through that um, without having a breakdown each. Guys, thanks for joining me. Yeah, and, pleasure. Uh, pleasure as always, Dave. Yeah. Until next time, a clean sheet, a clean sheet, my kingdom for a clean sheet. Up the clean sheet. It's an isolated sheet incident, David. It's an isolated <laughs> incident. I keep saying it. <laughs>